you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. El Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Hola, que tal? What's up, everybody? Great to have you with us yet again for another edition of the El Huddle podcast. I am merely Will Salva alongside my hermana, my prima, my prima hermana, MJ Casa Ruiz, who has oh. been a jet setter, jet setting to New York I know. of late. How was, was your fun. trip? It was awesome. I missed you, though, Will. I will say this. Only in Midtown, Midtown in New York can you walk into a Starbucks and blasting from the speakers is Romeo Santos. If you're not familiar, he's one of the most popular bachata Latin artists like in the world. How did and you those feel? are my people. It was great. I was, first of all, I know every song because he's Dominican. Yeah. So like we know that this is like in our blood. But I was like, yep, I'm in New York. This is fantastic. So it was cool to sort of feel that little bit of, of my culture again. Obviously, New York has so many Dominicans. It's where I grew up. Um, so it was like immediately like out the gate first landed went to go get coffee oh yeah we're here even in midtown where it's not really most of the dominicans live i'm like oh no we out here man we are out here so (laughs) it was great but you know what happens like when you go on trips and like you know there's family around i can't like i can't my mom was so mad right well i couldn't i didn't tell her that i was going and she immediately called me ouch and she's like tu no me dijiste that you were going i'm like no you know why because you're gonna send a family newsletter and I don't have this this <laughs> amount of time. I came to have a little fun, look, do like touristy things, even though I know the city. But just like it was the first time I had been there, um, not for work purposes, in years. So I was like, I just want to take in the city, mom. I don't want to have to go to the Bronx. How did she take <laughs> Respectfully. it? Respectfully. Um, she wasn't thrilled with me. <laughs> How, but how, okay. how big of a, of a guilty burden did you feel on your shoulders? None. None. I'm too grown, Will. I'm oh. done with the Latina See, guilt I would feel of like- not seeing... Every single one of my tias, they know I love them. They know I love them dearly. But if I'm going to set up a trip to see family, then that's what I'm going to do because it's a different itinerary. You feel me? There's a different output of energy. There's a different level of commitment put there. Now, did I miss going to my tia's house and getting bomb Dominican food for dinner? Yes, I did. I missed that very, (laughs) very much. But yeah, I can't have it both ways, right? So I'm either committing to going and having like the full family trip. Or I'm going to do my own thing. So I chose I chose the latter. It's fine. The next one will absolutely be family driven. And I will give my mom plenty of heads up so she can tell everybody <laughs> on WhatsApp or whatever it is that they use to communicate. But you see, my parents, my mom, she would give me the biggest guilt trip if oh, no, I did. went there. And, <laughs> y- you know, but I mean, it would be something like I would be feeling the sting for a while. Yeah, no, I've, um, un- I've unsubscribed from that from that uh, line of thinking. Okay. Very so you scroll to the ago. bottom of the page and you hit Un- immediately unsubscribe. <laughs> Mark us spam. Yeah, no, we're done. We're done. But like uh, I heard, Nesta was great. We had our great interview last week. I listened to it. My, my Florida boy. Yeah. UM guy. Yeah. Come on. Guy. ASU yeah. guy. I mean, talk about melding of worlds, right? I know everything together was like us in a, in a guest. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Still, though, uh, miss you as always. Because no, yeah. it's not the same you without guys, yeah. you. Um, you know, we we now are seeing these prospects, MJ, who are now done with their visits. Mm-hmm. And one of the visits that was reported on was the visit of Will Levis to mm-hmm. the Patriots. Mm-hmm. And the Patriots currently hold the 14th overall pick. This leads to speculation yeah. about Mac Jones. And in a recent press conference, Bill O'Brien, the new OC, mm-hmm. didn't really say, Max, my guy. He just said, no. hey, everybody's going to have a clean slate. What do you think? I mean, I actually think that Bill O'Brien will be so good for Mac Jones. He's a guy who's had proven success with that organization and I think is more in line with the skill set that Mac Jones brings um, as a quarterback. What we saw from his first season when they made that playoff push. Hello, rookie, uh, making an appearance in the post. I think last year was sort of like that sophomore slump. There was a lot of tension there. We saw Mac Jones get chippy on the sidelines, which, by the way, I was not against. I like seeing a little bit of that that chispa, that little spark in somebody. I was like, all right, there he is. Let's get it. Um, So I think this could be in terms of a clean slate. I I took it as you know what? Now we can sort of let's let's call it a mulligan on on Mac Jones, second year. um, And let's see what really under this new direction, under this O.C., what it looks like. And I think he'll he'll really evolve and grow. I mean, I think you need that adversity, right, to build character, not only in this league, but, you know, to get you going, Um, especially in an organization, a dynasty um, like what the Patriots are. So I, I'm excited for him. I actually don't see it as the negative, and especially if it's like a Will no. Levis situation. There's They're familiarity. entirely different. Yeah, They're yeah totally there's different. a familiarity from their days in Alabama. This is mm-hmm. his third OC experience in mm-hmm. three years. It's a lot. Not exactly something that helps the development of a young quarterback. Yeah. Uh, it, it was it was suggested that that last year his his dual OCs were like the disgusting brothers oh, from God. succession. You know, it's like cousin Greg and Tom Wamsgan who are there. I trying just to... <laughs> started succession, by the way. So like the fact that I understand the reference makes me. Very you happy. understand. Yeah. You, now you mean like this past season or in like general? I'm in season one, episode six. Wow. Okay. What are you I thinking of so far? Uh, first of all, I there's nobody to root for, which I think is the point yeah. of the show. Unlike our life where we root for everyone, especially these prospects uh, going yeah. into the NFL. But yeah, we could have a whole other podcast on just what's going on there. Yeah, no. Keep and watching. I haven't even it scratched the amazing. surface is what people are telling me. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you, you got to keep keep binging, keep watching. The problem uh, is been... I started it with David, with my husband. So now I yeah. can't. I can't you watch have to ahead. wait for him. See, that's always like the dilemma we're in. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes like I feel like like it's better just to be separate with trying to binge these shows right. because of the schedule. That's too you much. Know? It's, or it's what if he doesn't much. want to binge it that day? Like I'm always down for binge, but like he sometimes yeah, he's like, yeah. no, I want to laugh. Which that's, it is a dark comedy, so very dark. It is, it is. And all the characters really are pathetic, and that's what makes it so fun. And the interaction and the and yeah. the comebacks are are just crackling. I love it. So gotta yeah. keep us updated on that. And yeah. we've talked about the 49ers uh, quarterback Ooh. situation, and our guy Ian Rappaport reporting that the 49ers are listening, listening yeah. to calls on Trey Lance, but they're yeah. not actively seeking a trade at all as yeah. Brock Purdy gets healthy. What do you think? I think, look, I, it's nice to be courted, right? 
to have people mm-hmm. picking up the phone about you if I'm if I'm Trey Lance. The reality is we haven't even gotten to see his full potential. We haven't even seen his base level potential yet because it's such a small sample size of the games that he's actually started for the 49ers and the very yep. unfortunate injury that he suffered last season. So I think the upside there, I will say this about all of these teams calling. If I'm another team, and this is a quarterback that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch jumped up to get in the draft, I'm mm-hmm. I'm trusting their scouting, right? I'm yeah. trusting what they the due diligence so, they did there will be on suitors. this quarterback, right? A hundred percent. So yeah. it's like, all right, well, Shanny and Co. did the work for me. Like, why wouldn't I give this guy a chance? Because really, if you're thinking about the amount of quarterbacks that we have, if you're a team that doesn't have high draft capital, you're maybe in the second round, in the third round, and you are mm-hmm. looking for a QB, even if it's not maybe a starter. You're taking, in my opinion, the same amount of risk in going after Trey Lance than right. one of these prospects who, yes, we know the evaluations, we've seen what they've done at the Combine, what they've done in college, but you just don't know until they hit the field in the NFL. So now, I, I don't know if you saw this. It was in the USA Today sports section, and it had the top 50 bus you oh, know, I know, from I know. the draft, right? And I so, know. you know, they have Ryan Leaf and mm. Tony Mandrich and Jeff George. I've heard Ryan Leaf's name so many times this week. Can we let the man live? Oh my God. I know. Well, he he, <laughs> he came on our show. He's like, just let me, yeah. be. Let me and, be. And he's grappled with it. Mm-hmm. And and he just said what, because Bill Polian talked about meeting him at the combine yeah. and Ryan Leaf came on our show and said, nope, that didn't happen. And I feel like, like my name Not has been sullied. I understand. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I know. So it was actually, it was actually, I don't know if it's fun, but, but to see, <laughs> see that unfold, it's like Ryan, yeah. you know, set, set the record straight. So uh, the reason why I bring this up though, is because Zach Wilson was on the list mm. and Trey Lance mm. was on the I list. I don't think that's fair. Cause we haven't really so, seen anything yet. Right. I, I thought yeah. that was like too soon because we have not seen enough. I feel yeah. like we've seen enough of Zach Wilson for crying out yeah, loud. They're just waiting key. for Aaron Rodgers to to get there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sala did his best to try to diffuse the situation sure. by saying, hey, listen, he's making strides. Or we're trying to help him out. But, you know, didn't win in the podium, not winning on the field. I get the Zach Wilson one, but the, the Trey Lance is st- too soon. Yeah. Just too I don't, soon. I don't think we have enough to go off to say a bus. Now, injury concerns, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. That's legit. Yeah. Yeah. But to say that he's a bus already, now maybe I, maybe they're going off of information that we're not privy to. Well, but I just uh, I I need a I, I don't need know, to maybe. I need yeah, to see it yeah. and or not see it right out on the field. So right, right. Now, how about your guy Tua saying mm-hmm. that he thought about retiring? Yeah. I mean, look, of of course he did. I think when you yeah. have, the, I, I think it would have been disingenuous for him to say that he hadn't thought about it. And we yeah. know him well enough. We know the type of man that he is, that he's always going to to speak the truth in terms mm-hmm. of his experience, right? Um, so I actually appreciated that he was candid enough to say that to us. Because by the way, that's none of our business. Like that is... To his point, and he said this directly, a direct quote, it is my health, it is my body, it is my career. And I agree with that. But when you have that type of injury and the type of season that he had last year and all that he went through, um, 
you have a, a new baby boy, you're contemplating right. these things with your wife, like that's heavy. I can't yeah. even, I can't even imagine because I've neither of us have been in that position. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, of course you have to put that on the table and discuss it, even if you dismiss it immediately, which seems to have been the case with him. Um, I think mm -hmm. of course we're going to grab that word and be like, Oh my God. And like run with it. But like, mm -hmm. it would be, it would be unfair to, to not talk about that option. Or yeah. at least what does it look like down the line? Let's go to worst case scenario, best case scenario. Like you really do have to have such a comprehensive conversation and have backup plans for everything. Um, so I think it was very sage of him um, yeah. to say that. And at the end of the day, I'm, I'm rooting for the guy because not only am I a Dolphins fan, I'm, I'm a Tua fan. Um, yeah. And I think last year what was so hard to square was seeing him play at the potential that not only the Dolphins knew he had, but I think the people who had been following him through his college career knew he had. I mean, he was on pace for a 4,000 yard season, more than that. Yeah, it was that incredibly efficient. 100%. Yes. It, uh, so incredibly efficient. And that offense yeah. was absolutely humming Clicking. when it was yeah. going, MJ, right? 100%. So. so so I get that it's it's on the table and, and should be on the table. Mm -hmm. uh, he also said that he was uh, training in jujitsu mm -hmm. to help him learn to fall yeah. safely. Yep. And I know guys are taking jujitsu. It seems like it's something that helps out with with uh, their their quickness, you know, in hand eye, etc. And so if that helps him out, let's hope it does. And yeah. that the O line is healthy enough to keep him healthy back there. Because I I did see that offense was so much fun. And we wondered how it would be like with Tyreek Hill and right. Jalen Waddell. And those guys each got 1,000 yards. So uh, it's it's better to see two out there not hurting. But obviously, his health is first and foremost. Absolutely. I actually really like on, on the jujitsu point. I don't know if you know this about me, Will. But very early on in my career, I covered boxing. Did you take it? No. Oh, OK. OK. Um, <laughs> But I did cover uh, <laughs> boxing and MMA very, very closely. I was a licensed boxing announcer for, for the Florida Boxing Commission. One Were of my you many really? Lives. Yes. Um, so wow, I was okay. around it at these gyms, talking to these um, instructors and to these athletes for years. And mm -hmm. the whole thing about jujitsu is the grappling aspect of it, the takedown That's to the right. ground. Yeah. The being able, and I think Tua said this in his press conference, was being able to disperse your energy, right? Like not just getting out of something on the ground, but also being able to know that you're okay to not freak out, to know how to protect yourself. So I think those are all things. Now, how quickly he can actually put those into practice in a football setting, because don't forget, the octagon is very different than the than Absolutely. the gridiron, right? So yeah. um, I think it's being able to to use those skills tangibly into being able to protect himself to to have that longevity in his career. I think he's taking all the right steps, and it's clear that he has a lot of good people around him as well. Um, so I I love this. I I love learning all the stuff about you. I had no <laughs> idea. That is so cool. I I've lived many uh, lives, Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I think we all do in this business, right? Yeah, and for sure. I remember working locally in San Francisco and interviewing Frank Shamrock, not mm. Ken Shamrock, but Frank Shamrock, his brother. And it was in MMA's infancy. Right. And about the octagon. And there were articles in Sports Illustrated talking about it being this horrible blood sport. And yeah. to see where it's become. 
you know, and how big it is in the following, you can't deny it. I, I mean, mean, people like yeah. it. I mean, there was a time where boxing it. was everything. And I felt like then boxing took a backseat to, to MMA. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was, I, I went to more ATT's American top team, like training facilities than I can count all over <laughs> South Florida. Like that's, it's so huge in South Florida. And of course the international yeah. guys coming from Brazil, coming from Latin America, it, it's huge. So I, I think the, the set of skills will only, will only help for sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm excited for him. Nothing but good vibes for Tua. Yeah. Positive vibes to at Tua man, which is a at great Tua <laughs> Twitter handle. Love that. Yeah. Uh, you know what else we love is guests. And we actually have a guest that we know extremely well because we work with them. Actually, mm -hmm. you work with them more than I do <laughs> because he's there in studio. I know. So this is going to be great. We're going to have Bucky Brooks on the breaking down some cucumber. of the prospects. Yeah. 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 Some of the, the prospects that, that we're interested in seeing, mm -hmm. uh, and, and what impact it could bring. And, and, you know, we always say it when we see something say, Oh, mira, yes, es Latino, mira, ese es otro Latino. Well, mm -hmm. that's what we're going to do here. We're going to go through, we're going to talk about some of these prospects with Bucky. So stick around for that. That'll be a lot of fun. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Okay, everybody calm down. Actually, don't calm down. Be hype, because I know I am. I know <laughs> yes, Will is. Yes, me too. Because we're oh, joined yeah. by our very special guy. I mean, I, I don't even think we can call him a guest, right? Because like he's here. <laughs> no. He's our coworker, worker no. analyst, and podcaster. The man who does it all has more jobs than I had growing up. Bucky Brooks in the hey. house to help us break down all of our draft needs. Nobody watches more yeah. film. Um. Bucky, of course, we've been focusing in on a lot of the Latino prospects as we were just talking about the Dominican Republic. Will and I have a similar experience because my dad can't watch a baseball game without specifically pointing out who the Dominican players are. Well, that's what you do. And I'm like, Dad, we're going to yeah. be here all day. Yeah, that's a lot. Every guy that comes up to the bat, it's a Dominicano. I'm like, I got it. So that's what we're doing now with, with our yeah. draft prospects. Like, oh, he's a Latino. Like, <laughs> so yeah. let, let's focus in because we know the big ones, the Christian Gonzalez is Jose Ramirez, but are there any guys that we are, have not been focusing on that really need to be on our radar? So I think obviously when we're, we're talking about the draft, um, we always talk about in this side, play the hits. So mm -hmm. before we can just fast forward and move from Steve Avila and yeah. Christian Gonzalez, we need to talk about those guys because yeah. those guys could be the Let's ones that it. really carry the flag 100%. as your early round prospects. Mm -hmm. And so Avila from TCU, is outstanding at the point of attack. And Ooh. he has crept in contention of being like a really solid first round pick. At TCU, when you watch him, look, he, he's, he's very solid in all aspects in terms of solid position blocker. When you watch him, he's quick with his hands, quick with his feet, does a really good job of what we call jumping the defensive lineman, meaning he sets quickly, gets into him before they can get going, hmm. and he's able to win the down. He has a level of versatility where he can play multiple spots on that offensive line. And so coming out of TCU, he is 
arguably their highest rated prospect outside of Quentin Johnson. And so he has an opportunity to be the first off the board for TCU, but he could be a very, very solid first round pick. Maybe for the Cowboys. How about for the Cowboys, Bucky? I mean, I'm sure the Cowboys and their fan base would be rabid. I mean, like it would be all kinds of (laughs) stuff that would be spewed. Like that, there would be a great opportunity for him to be able to play. And so, um, look, he's terrific. But then the guy, Christian Gonzalez, will be the first one to go. Yeah, I think so. And Christian Gonzalez coming out of Oregon, obviously having the ties. His sister is a very acclaimed and accomplished. She was on the podcast here. Yeah, Yeah, we had her on. Accomplished uh, track and field athlete. You then see him, though. He's tall. He's athletic. He has great instincts and awareness. He's a very versatile game in terms of being able to play press. He can play off. He has great instincts and awareness and ball skills. And he's a baller. And so because of that, you know, we've talked about him being one of the guys at the top of the board. But there's conversation that he could be the first DB to come off the board. Mm -hmm. And so when you think about that and tying in, he has an opportunity to carry the flag as well. Love that one. What's what's the best fit for him? Do you think, Bucky? Mm. What teams you know, make? You know, it's funny sense. because we had a conversation today on the Mood of Six podcast where we were talking about Christian Gonzalez potentially going to the Seattle Seahawks, and Ooh. the reason why like is because they're sitting at five. They have really done a really good job of rebuilding their defense in their team. They bring Bobby Wagner back. They bring over uh, De- Devin Bush, Dion Bush. They have. Uh, Jamal Adams dropping down in the box. They mm-hmm. signed Jaron Reed to go and play inside. Uh, they have Draymond Jones coming. So this team is ready to pop. And you're looking at the missing piece opposite Tariq Woolen. Uh, when they were in their glory days, they had two big corners. They right. had Brandon Browner right. and Richard Sherman. So now you go get another 6-2 corner to play on that side. It certainly makes a lot of sense for them to go and get Chris Gonzalez at the top and of Kobe the Bryant. Kobe yes. Bryant Kobe there Bryant as well. playing so, in nickel. Yeah, so they have a lot yeah. of versatility. And so a team that is quietly, we didn't think this would happen mm-hmm. when they let go of Russell Wilson. We thought right. they would take a step back. They've actually gotten better, and they're now putting themselves back in a and a chance to make a title run mm-hmm. if they get Christian Gonzalez early in the draft. Now we know why Pete Carroll has been taking all these selfies right around oh, the facility like he, in a scooter. Yeah. He's living his best life. He's like, you know what? You guys can go ahead and overlook us. That's fine because right now you're rattling off all these names. It's giving Legion of Boom 2.0. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I love this back. for Seattle. Ooh. Um, which of the prospects – do you think could really have the biggest impact next year? And we have a, a great group, like you said, Steve Avila, Christian Gonzalez, of course, uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, Chris Rodriguez Jr., Nesta Silvera, who we had, and Jalen Moreno Cropper. Well, normally, look, those first two guys mm-hmm. can do it, but let's talk about the pass rush from Eastern Michigan because when we think about uh, the ability to impact the game, it's creating turnovers. And the easiest way to create turnovers on defense is to either knock the quarterback down to force him to throw under duress, to hit him and knock the ball loose, or to just create disruption that disrupts the flow of the game. And so when you think about Ramirez and how he plays, high motor player, electric off the edge, nonstop when it comes to his ability, like those guys wear people out over time. And so over time, he's going to be a guy that's going to be a thorn in the side of offenses. And so he has an opportunity to have a very significant impact, even though he'll be drafted later than those other guys. What do you make of of Chris Rodriguez? He, I believe, is the second leading rusher in school history. He's a bulldozer when he's out there with the ball in his hands. Uh, where do you think he makes the most sense? And I guess the the bigger conversation goes to the value of running backs 
which right. has been a topic of conversation that they've been devalued. Why take one in the first round? Although I think Bijan Robinson is an absolute stud, mm -hmm. but and he's the only where do guys here in that conversation? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So how does a guy like Chris Rodriguez fit in? So it's, it's, it's really difficult because the devaluation of the running back is real yeah. and it's, it's significant. It has impacted the way that people view it. A lot of this can be blamed on Mike Shanahan and the system and what people saw them do without marquee names in terms of churning out 1,000 yard seasons. And right. so because of that, everyone believes that they can find a running back day two, day three. And so when you think about supply and demand this year, unfortunately, there's a ton of running backs that can play. And so we're thinking yeah. day three is where he will hear his name call, but who knows where he goes. But there is a place uh, in the league for a banger, a big back that has some physicality for and sure. toughness that can do all the yeah. dirty work between the tackles. Uh, it's just a matter of where do you value that in today's game? Because it's a passing league and people aren't necessarily trying to play rock'em, sock'em, robot football. <laughs> Everyone wants to throw it. And so because of that, it decreases his value on the board, even though he's a really good player. Yeah, they don't want to play that style until they have to, yes. right? Until yes, they get right. to a position the where they need to run it, then suddenly that's all we can talk about is establishing the run game and being more physical. Um, what I love about Bucky is he can just rattle stuff off, and it's because no one prepares like this man. Bucky, how mm -hmm. much tape do you actually watch in a year, and how far out do you start before this? Excellent draft? questions. Yes, excellent uh, questions. I want to know. So um, a lot of it is like, I live in all these worlds, right? right? So I live in the high school world because of coaching and mm -hmm. because of doing a bunch of stuff with Nike. So you see a lot of these guys early. So you yeah. hear the names when they're in high school, you begin to develop relationships and those things. And then being a football junkie, a fan, you watch all these football games on Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Every I mean, you're watching, you're watching, you're yeah. watching all yeah. these college games. And so you begin to hear the names. And then when it's time to turn the page to really study them, I mean, you start your process uh heavily december january because you're getting ready for the senior bowl and the east west mm -hmm. shrine yeah. and those things and then as the combine comes you dig into it a little more and now we're on we got pads to the draft we're jumping on total access you do good morning football like there are a bunch of different things so you have to yeah. talk about them so you're always aware but the tape study really starts at the end of the college season Oh. Well, listen, Bucky, I mean, you are all over it. Uh, obviously, you you played in the league, so you know what it takes to get to that level. Mm -hmm. You're there in the high school level, and you see a lot of these players. Bryce Young uh, was a stud in mm -hmm. uh, Southern California. At, he was in Pasadena, from Pasadena, but then starred at Modern Day, which is a powerhouse yeah. here, not only in Southern California, California, but in the U.S., were there any any signs or or whispers that you were hearing about this guy and you thought wow this this guy is going to go far i mean can you tell that early what a guy can do and how far he can go okay so this is interesting because i always have to keep these guys linked together so bryce young and cj stroud are both la guys so cj stroud okay. is from rancho cucamonga bryce young is originally from pasadena but played at modern day and so Bryce Young was the bigger name coming out throughout because he's playing at a marquee program. Uh, he's playing at Modern Day. Modern Day has national attention and acclaim. I think they won two national titles while he was the starting quarterback. Wow. The funny thing is he started at a school in L.A. called Cathedral High School. Bryce yes. Young was yeah. a freshman quarterback who uh, they had a senior at the time that he entered school. And so oh. they were alternate quarters with Bryce Young and the senior. So the senior, oh, if you can imagine this, would start the first quarter and the third quarter 
Bryce Young would play the second quarter and the fourth quarter. He was quarter. the closer? Wow. On the surface, that wouldn't appear wow. to be a big deal. But the fact yeah. that you have a freshman closing out games speaks to how he was as a ninth grader. And then he goes to modern day and becomes all everything. And so he is a guy who has been well prepared to be in the situation that he's about to embark upon in terms of being the face of the franchise and those things. He goes from modern day to dealing with the machine of mm -hmm. Alabama. He wins a Heisman Trophy, so he's acquitted himself well as a leader, but he's also represented big brands. Yeah. And so if you're David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers, and that appears to be who they're honing in on, there's mm -hmm. a level of comfort in knowing that I've seen someone deal on the big stage under the bright lights for so long that this is not going to be something that overwhelms him as the leader of our team. Bucky, I do feel like you are more, uh, you're a little more conservative on your like rankings, right? Mm -hmm. Like you don't go out there just because you want to make a splash here, putting this guy. And I noticed that in your top five QBs, most recent edition, Bryce did jump up. Why was that? So we moved him up. And so like, I, I will be honest, this has always been the debate. And so my affinity for Bryce Young and CJ Stroud goes deeper than just normal watching. Mm -hmm. They played for me yeah. on a, at a Nike event. I had both of those guys on my team. Right. However, oh, wow. CJ Stroud won the MVP Ooh. when we won the championship. And so they have always gone back and forth, but you would think something that would be a rivalry. They're really good friends. They are. And so the thing about it, I've compared CJ Stroud, the debate between CJ Stroud and Bryce Young to the debate that you could have maybe with the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry. Oh and Clay Thompson. Hmm. One is the prototype, the other one is the performer. So the prototype is yeah. CJ Stroud when you think about size, arm talent, all attributes, that. all the things that you look for at the position for the last 30 years, well CJ Stroud checks the box. The performer though is Bryce Young, undersized, slender frame, but when you watch him play, he is always dazzled. And then when you go and think about looking for a bad game, you can't find one. The consistency that he has displayed as a player you can't deny. And so I'm actually breaking one of my rules because normally, and I learned this from Ron Wolf, like having been in Green Bay for so long, he said, look, if you start making exceptions, you will have a team full of exceptions. Mm. But I'm making an exception for Bryce Young because he doesn't have the prototypical dimensions, but he's so good that I'm willing to bank on it because I come from a place where when Drew Brees came out, it was my first year scouting. Drew Brees was all everything. But Drew Brees, no matter what he did, we still gave him a second round grade because he mm. didn't check off all the boxes. And so it's still hard for me to shake those norms yep. when it comes time to talk about Bryce Young, but I'm doing it. But look, as much as I love Bryce Young, I could just give a glowing report about CJ Stroud. Sure. I believe it's a sure, rare yeah. instance where both guys are really, really good and talented. I just decided at the end to give Bryce the nod. Well, well, let's let's continue talking about these quarterbacks because you have Stroud and you have Young and then there's Richardson, who just is dripping, oozing talent there. And then you have Will Levis, who has a rocket for an arm. And Levis, coincidentally, according to one of our NFL Network insiders, is or had a visit with the Patriots. Do you see that as as a place that that he could potentially go? Or is it just the Patriots maybe doing their due diligence? So there are a couple of different things when it comes to Will Levis. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts interest in him at four is significant and real. Yeah. He mm. possibly could end up jumping CJ Stroud as the second quarterback to come off the board, even though really? I don't see him as that kind of player. So we have to be prepared for that. 
the interest from the Patriots is also interesting, but some of this is also what teams want to do when it comes to doing their due diligence. Correct. Your job as the decision maker, the general manager, the head of everything is to make sure that you have dotted your I's and crossed your T's on all the prospects. Because this class is the most volatile draft class that we've seen, who knows what's going to happen mm. and who is going to be available. There are scenarios where C.J. Stroud could be staring at the Atlanta Falcons at eight. You can say that Desmond Ritter is your franchise quarterback, but then do you bypass C.J. Stroud to do something else? And so with the Patriots, if one of these guys is sitting right there at 14, you may love Mac Jones or not. Now you have to at least have the conversation, Mac Jones, Will Levis, which one gives us the best chance over the next five years to be the team that we want. And so you have mm -hmm. to have these conversations. Whether you pull the trigger or not, it is only right for the sake of the franchise that you at least bring him in and know everything that you can know about him before you make a decision, yay or nay, on whether he could be your pick. The, what I love about the draft is when the panic sets in, right? Like oh, all yeah. of a sudden you got one, <laughs> two, three guys in the same position and everyone's like, wait, yeah. no. And then there's a run on that position. I don't know that that'll happen with the QB position. Like I'm sort of of the mindset that five guys going in the first round is a little generous. It's real generous. And let's be honest, because we talk about Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. Mm. Hen and Hooker outplayed both of those guys mm. in the same league. Talk about it. Hen and Hooker has a torn ACL, but when you look at the way that they played, Hendon Hooker over a two-year period had better numbers, was more efficient, was more effective in the same league. Yeah. And so if we're going to go goo goo gaga over Will Levis <laughs> and Anthony Richardson, who have been less productive players, we have to yeah. at least give Hendon Hooker his yeah. flowers. And so I am sure. just curious because coming off of last year when I felt like, and this is honest, this is what we do on TV, we play the hits. Everyone loves the quarterbacks because of your fantasy teams and yep. all of that. And so we talked about the quarters, but then when it came down to it, Kenny Pickett was the only guy to go. So in this year's draft, I just wonder, are we going to talk about these quarterbacks like we talked about and then come draft night, mm -mm. we don't hear them come off the board in the first round. Who are going to be the quarterbacks that slide out of the first round, if at all? To me, it just seems unlikely that all five quarterbacks that we've talked about throughout this are going to be first round picks right because i don't know if they all grade out as true first round picks well do you think a hooker can go to a place like the titans you know it's interesting because it's in state you mm -hmm. talk about the tennessee volunteer that love and you're trying to fill out the stadium mm -hmm. yeah that's a possibility i think it's more likely maybe the minnesota vikings at 23 or the new orleans saints at the bottom of the first round because those are spots where you have someone who has a torn acl he can redshirt he can sit for a year or two without the pressure of having to play because you have established guys in the building. I think he's more likely to go in the 20s more so than at the top of the board, even though if he wasn't hurt, he would be in that conversation. Can I just put a hypothetical out here? And you guys may have, since you analyze every aspect of this, a team a lot of people aren't talking about a lot is the Rams. Obviously, they don't have a first round pick. They haven't had one in what feels like mm -hmm. an eternity, but they are high second round. Matt Stafford, there were rumors last year, potentially maybe thinking about retirement. Mm -hmm. Could you see them maybe jumping up for oh. a guy of the future? Well, at some point, they have to get one. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us thought that when Baker Mayfield signed there last year, he was kind of setting the table for him to be the eventual starter Correct. when Matthew Stafford yeah. retires. He goes to Tampa Bay, so now they uh -huh. have a hole at that spot. So, yeah, at 36, they certainly have to entertain it. Now, I know Leslie had a T-shirt, F them picks. 
Right. But now <laughs> I, I, I bet he probably has another shirt. Like, please give me those pics. No, just kidding. Just so kidding. I can run it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but it's on the back needs, of the T-shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. He needs, he, needs, he needs some pics because they're going to need pics to be able to bring this back. So I'm really fascinated by the Rams and what they do on draft night. But really, I'm fascinated by what Sean McVay does because this will require him to be at his best uh-huh, to be no able question. to get this team to a competitive level yeah. with the mass exodus of blue chip players that we've seen. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the Malibu house or any, uh, at all this season. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't know if he's been at – I don't even know if they're having a draft house. I don't think house. they have. I don't think they're having <laughs> a draft I, house this year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. Hey, Bucky, we, we touched upon it earlier in our conversation just about the running back position. And Bijan Robinson is unbelievable. The career that he's had at Texas, it, it seems like he's just one of the top prospects, period, across the board. We had Mel Kuyper on Good Morning mm-hmm. Football. He said, I have no idea where he's going to go. It feels like most people have him going to the Eagles, but that doesn't seem like that's something that the Eagles ever do or Howie mm-hmm. Roseman wants to do. So where do you see Bijan Robinson going? You know, it's tough because he's probably the third or fourth best player in this draft class. Unfortunately, yeah. because he plays running back and because the noise has overwhelmed us to the point where we don't value running backs, he won't go uh, early. I don't anticipate him going early. I think the, the stopping spots for him, number eight at Atlanta, number 10 potentially with Philly, hmm. 14 okay. with the Patriots, and then we get into the 20s. And the team to watch in the 20s, the Chargers will be a natural fit at 21. America's team, the Cowboys, at 26 uh-huh. will certainly mm. be in play. And so somewhere in that wide range, that's where B. John Robinson will hear his name, but – I'm sure it's difficult for him. He has no idea when he's going to go. And I don't know if any of us can confidently say, oh, this seems like the landing spot for B. John Robinson. Right. It's always interesting. Um, Lastly, before we let you go, Bucky, when when do you sleep? Because you do it all. (laughs) Analyst, coach, (laughs) podcast host, jump on all of our, help us out in all of our podcasts, all of our shows. I mean, how many hours? Sleep is overrated. Well, I mean, I mean, like right after Jeopardy. (laughs) That's crazy. Bucky, thank you so much. Such great insight so great. as always. We could talk to you for yeah. hours, but you know, we all got a lot of stuff to do. We appreciate your time, Buck. Yeah. Best. Appreciate you, Buck. In Huddle is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.